With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back on the Bengals Game Plan Show, presented by Bud Light. We're inside the Envision Cinemas Bar and Grill Broadcast Studio here on the First Star Logistics Bengals Radio Network. On to the second hour of our two-hour show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you've had a Merry Christmas with the family and look forward to a great New Year's. We'll be in Baltimore on New Year's Eve. Yes. How about that kickoff being moved back from 1 to 425 when a playoff, playoff berth is not at stake for the Bengals? I guess we turn into a uh, Uber service for our wives from their New Year's Eve parties. That's what I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm going to Uber up and pick Lynn up. I, think, uh, I hope I get there before midnight. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It will be interesting, but, you know, while it's mildly inconvenient for some folks, I do think it's a good move by the NFL to try to put some of these games at the same time mm-hmm. when the outcome will influence, you know, the other team's playoff chances. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to – I can see them going from one let's, – let's look in on, on, this, on this matchup. Let's just – while we have an opportunity here, let's look in. And I think they'll be doing that. They may even split screen or they may put all four of them in, you know, in a quadrant, four-quadrant screen. I can see them playing with some of that where people can literally follow each and every, uh, each and every game. Not just fantasy football players, but the ones that uh, have a second economy with uh, respect to National Football League games. Major League Baseball has done that in recent years on the final day of the season. I think it's worked out well in baseball, and uh, it's a good idea in the NFL as well. All right, time for a fun fact segment as we get to know the person under the pads. In this case, a Bengals defensive lineman who is never in a bad mood. Time for some fun facts with defensive end Chris Smith, born and raised in North Carolina. What is the name of your hometown? And tell me something you love about where you grew up. Name of my hometown is Salisbury, North Carolina. Kind of like the steak, so uh, (laughs) everybody says. And, um, you know, I think the one thing I I love about my hometown is just the people. You know, um, everybody's – it's a small town, so everybody's pretty much family. Everybody pretty much just knows everybody and things of that nature. You know, you'll see somebody you know each and every day. You know, like this. So I just, I just like how family-oriented the, the 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 town is. We're doing fun facts with Chris Smith. According to your bio, you play the drums. Yes, sir. Just messing around, or did you play in bands growing up? Yeah, I play, I, um, <laughs> a lot of people don't know this. I've been in a band since third grade. That's kind of like a family tradition. I wasn't in marching band, but I was in like concert band, and then I played um, the drum set at church. Hmm. I've been I've been playing, yeah, ever, probably since like seven years old, something like that. So, yeah, been and just something I stuck with even. Now in the off season, I go to church back home. You know, Chris, you playing? They just throw me in there. I don't be knowing the songs or whatever. But as long as I've been playing or whatever, I kind of just fit in and stuff. So yeah, I, I love playing drums. We're doing fun facts with Chris Smith. What did or do your folks do? My dad, he works at Freightliner. Um, that's a trucking company. Um, very popular one um, that they do. I think it's owned by Mercedes and things of that nature. And then um, my mom, she works at a shelter. Um, she kind of like runs the shelter, and yeah, um, that's what they they've been doing. Like they've been doing it for a long time, and that's why. Get my work ethic from and you know and all that so it worked very hard do you have any friends or family members with an interesting history an interesting story a claim to fame anything along those lines actually from my hometown um 
you know, I, uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but Javon Hargrave, he's like a brother. We grew up together. Um, he's the starting nose um, tackle for um, the Steelers. The Steelers. <laughs> like, we grew, up, we grew up together, man. You know, our high school was probably like maybe 10 minutes down the road from each other. We grew up together since we was like six or whatever. And then actually my other, other boy, I, I, we're like brothers too because, like I said before, I come from a small town. Um, Keon Adams, you know, we, we are all in the league together and we all D linemen. So that's one thing about it. So that, I guess you can say that. You're allowed to have friends on the Steelers yeah. as long as you grew up with them. <laughs> and both of them got drafted by the Steelers too. So that's, that's kind of funny too. That is, that is real funny. So yeah. We're doing fun facts with Chris Smith. You were part of a high school football dynasty growing up, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, a lot of people don't know I didn't play football my freshman year. So, um, yeah, I came in my sophomore year. We had a pretty good year. We won the conference that year. And then my last two years, um, we went 15-1, and won the state championship. Then we went 16-0 and and won the state championship um, like that. And, you know, um, <coughs> I don't, uh, a lot of people don't know this either. Uh, my high school coach passed away like a couple weeks ago. So, they, that was one of the guys that, you know, I, that was the first t state championship my junior year ever won in history of Western Rand, you know, and, and, and county. And I think, I think the county, too, I think. So, that's one thing about it, man. You know, he's going to go down to history and things of that nature and stuff. And then after we won the two, two state championships, we played this thing called the Shrine Bowl with North Carolina. It was in South Carolina, and I had a big game, two sacks, eight tackles, a touchdown for a fumble recovery, just a game you dream about. So, it, like, I had a very good year. Hopefully I can have that on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's real good. So you're from North Carolina, but you didn't become a Tar Heel. You didn't become a Blue Devil. You went to Arkansas. What appealed to you about being a Razorback? Um, basically, I mean, that's, um, well, um, Petrino coming in, he, he said I was going to play as a freshman. That's one thing I wanted to do. And, uh, another thing, um, you know, a lot of teams want to recruit me as, um, as a linebacker. You know, I just want to have my hand in the grass as a defense end. So, Coach Petrino said, like, no, we're not going to play a linebacker. We want you rushing. And that's how, you know, I made my decision. And uh, first of all, I think the only, I don't think I only had three offers before, like, the schools in my backyard offered me. I think I had, East, well, let me let me take that back. East Carolina did offer me first, um, and then Kentucky and Arkansas kind of offered me at the same mm -hmm. time. So I just, you know, with the SEC West, man, you know, that's the best division in college. That's, that's right under the NFL. So <laughs> that's the best division in college football, so I couldn't yeah. say no to that. Yeah. So Bobby Petrino was your coach for your first couple of years, mm -hmm. and then he was involved in that bizarre motorcycle accident where his uh, mistress was on the back of the motorcycle and he got fired. How tough was that on you since he was the person that – convinced you to become an Arkansas player? I mean, you know, I know people make mistakes, but uh, it was kind of like tough on everybody because that year uh, we had just came off, uh, I think, 11-2 and two, um, season, beating Kansas State in the um, Cotton Bowl. And um, everybody was just looking for, you know, us to uh, – everybody, I think, I remember that, like it was just yesterday, everybody was looking for us to, you know, win the national championship with all, with all the preseason um, things um, had, I think, us in USC – Know, to be in the national championship that was very big and then something like that happens and you know you could just tell it affected the whole team you know i know people make mistakes but it did affect the whole team but it almost <clears throat> it did make us better as man i know for me because i mean going through different coaches learning dif different defensive schemes and things of that nature for my my junior year and my my last year i think it has helped me be a better player in the league today where you see me now junior year and my my last year, I think, has helped me be a better player in the league today where you see me now, I can drop from linebacker, I can rush from standing up and rush from inside and outside. So I think that helped me a lot, you know. So I, from a bad thing, I, you know, I got good from it. You got drafted by Jacksonville. 
your first sack came on November 2nd, 2014. <laughs> Describe it. Andy Dalton, man. Andy <laughs> Dalton, man. We're coming in. It was cold. It was actually, was it my first game up? I think that was like the seventh or eighth game of the year. So I think it was my first game up. Because, yeah, that might have been, might have been my, no, it was my second. Because we had played Miami the week before, and we had to go to London after we played the Bengals. And uh, it came around. Uh, I was going against Big Week the whole day, so I, uh, I couldn't beat him <laughs> the whole day. So it kind of like Andy held onto the ball longer than he was supposed to, and I came in. You know, got him on a half a sack and stuff like that. So I got to remind him of that too. I don't think I don't think Andy knows that. I got to tell him about that. Yeah, I don't think he knows that. But yeah, that was my first sack. And look, I'm here with the Bengals. I got a story to tell. <laughs> yeah. Just put the video on your phone and show it to yeah, him. Yeah, I'm gonna show it. I think I got a picture on my Instagram. I'm gonna show it to him. <laughs> so while you were with Jacksonville, you guys played in London every year. Yes, did sir. you used to like that? I did, man. Um, one um, one thing I'm kind of big on since I've been in the lead, I have friends like um, Andre Branch. Ryan Davis and um, Aaron Colvin, guys, that's real big on fashion, and um, and I, I'm, I do like fashion, um, but uh, I mostly like you know style, like how to, how you style it and things of that nature. But um, that's one thing that London had that I loved. Like I got stuff from London that haven't even came out yet, and that was like stuff I got for my rookie year or my second year, you know. And um, that's one thing I like loved about it was just going to the, like the different malls and stuff and just the fashion out there. They they wear like red bottoms out there, like they're Jordans. Like we wear Jordans, it was so like expensive and stuff like that. So hopefully, I get the second contract. I can, <laughs> I can, I can go up there and visit on my own instead of going with the team. But yeah, that's the one thing I, you know, I love the most about it. A few more fun facts with Chris Smith. Aside from football, what do you do well? My girlfriend will argue about this. I, I feel like I can cook. I, I can cook. Um, I love, I, I love to cook. I don't do it as much during the season. She cooks, you know, during the season much, but. Uh, I love to cook and try a lot of different stuff on the off season and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'll say cooking. I do that well. <laughs> at least I at least, at least. I'm my biggest <laughs> fan when it comes to that. Yeah. Who were your favorite athletes growing up? Um, Kobe Bryant. This has got uh, number eight and number twenty four retired. And in football, um, it was I never had a favorite team, but um, it was um, the White Freeney and Robert Mathis. I mean, those guys were like freaks. I, I just love watching them. You know, with the Colts and stuff like that. So. Yeah, man, I think that was yeah. I think my my three favorites. All right, if you could meet one person in history, politician, athlete, entertainer, businessman, you name it, could be living, could be dead, who would that person be? Could be living, could be dead. Mm. So now Lathan, I would say that <laughs> she like that's one. I I love like any movie she's in or show like like that's one I had a crush growing up on. So I. I would say that I always want to. I always wanted to like meet her, or whatever like that. But yeah, I liked her as an actress and stuff when she was best man and stuff like and loving basketball. So I would say that would nobody say that. can blame you for yeah. that one. <laughs> All right, last fun fact for Chris Smith: You joined the Bengals in April. I don't recall seeing you in a bad mood yet. Do you have down days, or are you always cheerful? I feel like um, uh, one of the main things that my mom always taught me, you know, it's the difference between um, happiness and joy. And, um, to, uh, you know, with people that are happy, you know, we got to have something happening. So what you call it, stuff going good. Oh, yeah, people had a smile on their face. But you know, when stuff goes bad, you know, it changed the whole mood. So I'm, I'm like a joyful person. So either when it, if it's something's going good or, or bad, I'm going to still have the same mood. You know, I'm just, that's just how I'm building, you know, how I was raised. Happy holidays. Appreciate the time. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. A first-team member of the all-good-guy squad. He is. Defensive lineman Chris Smith. No doubt. Nice addition.
as a situational pass rusher in particular. Seventh-round pick is all it cost him. Do that deal all day, every day. Yep. Another excellent move by the Duke, the Duke of Earl, Duke Tobin. Here's a quick reminder to visit the Bengals' Facebook page and follow the team on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat for the latest news and info straight from the source. Coming up next, Clint Bowling pulled a Dave Lapham last week, moving from guard to tackle. We'll talk to him about it next. You are listening to the Bengals Game Plan Show presented by Bud Light here on the First Star Logistics Bengals Radio Network. Dan Orton, Dave Lapham back on the Bengals Game Plan Show presented by Bud Light from inside the Envision Cinemas Bar and Grill Broadcast Studio. Ladies, the Bengals have a club just for you. Show your Bengals spirit by joining Who Day Ladies. Yes. Presented by Kotex, Cottonelle, and Kleenex. The Bengals trying to finish the season with back-to-back W's after winning at home against the Detroit Lions last week, a win that featured 142 rushing yards. Yes, that's great. Moving Cincinnati from out of last place in rushing yards per game. Out of last place in that category, and and they're up to 30th now in average uh, per rush at 3.5 yards per, uh, per attempt. Giovanni Bernard is up to 4.3 per carry for the season. I'll tell you, I'll tell you Dan, I, I, watching him finish every run the way he did was, uh, was inspiring, you know, because that, that guy, to, to come back from what he came back from in such a short period of time, and if you had any doubt about why you should get ready and get up and get amped up and let the adrenaline flow for the football game, just watch that guy for a couple of plays. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So the Bengals had this great running performance last week, despite the fact that they didn't have their left tackle, Cedric Obwehi. They didn't have their right tackle, Andre Smith. So yep. Clint Bowling jumped from guard to tackle. And the combination of Westerman and Redmond played left guard in Bowling's place. And Eric Winston, who was out of a job for much of this season, took over at right tackle and played pretty well. How difficult is the challenge of moving from guard to tackle? Well, I asked that question of Clint Bowling in the locker room today. Clint, how hard is it in the NFL to move from guard to tackle? Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's a challenge, but I, you know, there's a lot of people who've done it before, and uh, you know, it's just uh, something that you know it's tough at this time of the year. You have guys that are banged up, and people have to move around. So, um, you know, unfortunately, that's where we're at right now, and uh, you know, we're going to try and make the most of it. Uh, it's uh, it's a challenge, and um, you know, it'll be a big challenge this weekend at Baltimore. So, I'm looking forward to it. Was it? It's, uh, it's a challenge, and um, you know it'll be a big challenge this weekend at Baltimore. So I'm looking forward to it. Was it fun in any way? Yeah, I mean, I, I think all the games are fun. You know, they, I mean, that's why we play. You, you enjoy the game, and and uh, so, like I said, you know, it's a challenge, and to you know, at this point in the year, to uh, to go out there and have a a, a challenge like uh, going to Baltimore and facing that kind of defense, it's uh, it's going to be a fun matchup. Christian Westerman and Alex Redmond did pretty well at left guard. Both of those guys said a key reason why they fared well was you more or less explaining what they needed to do from play to play. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're both, uh, you know, physical guys. But they, you know, they haven't played a lot of football yet. So, you know, we're going to try and, you know, help them out as much as we can and get them uh, on, in the right place and, uh, you know, have them make sure that everybody's on the same page. So, I mean, that's just part of uh, playing offense line is there's communication that needs to be done uh, before the play. And I think, uh, you know, we uh, all did a good job of that in the game. We're visiting with Clint Bowling. As you approach the end of the season, is it hard when you don't have that carrot dangling in front of you of the possibility of 
making it to the Super Bowl? I mean, it's obviously been a uh, disappointing year, but at the same time, uh, you know, you only get 16 times to play a year, so you got to take advantage of each one of them. Whether uh, you know you're, you get the playoffs and Super Bowl, or you know whether it's you know in the situation we are, where it's a, a, a Week 17 matchup, you got to find something to motivate yourself and to uh, to potentially maybe knock Baltimore out of the playoffs and to finish the year with two two good wins. I think uh, you know is uh, is reason enough to go out there and play well. We've got a former teammate out in L.A. who's got a shot at going to the Super Bowl in Andrew Whitworth. Have you been following their season closely, and have you been in regular contact with him? Yeah, I mean, we, uh, we, were, we were very close when he was here, and uh, we talk all the time. Um, you know, it's uh, you know one of those things that's you know obviously wish he was still here, but you're happy for him. It's awesome to see them playing well. That whole team's doing really, really good job right now, and you know we'll be cheering for him in the playoffs. You know, I'd love to see uh, Wit you know succeed and make those kind of runs in the playoffs. You know, something that we haven't been able to do here, but to see him go out there and do that, uh, it's gonna be fun to watch him. It hasn't been a great season for the team, but it's been a great year for you personally in that you became a dad, you've got a daughter to go home to every day. How has that changed your perspective? I, you know, it's you know, not everything's about you anymore. You know, there, there's other things bigger than you, and to uh, you know, especially this year after some tough losses, to kind of go home and see her for the first, you know, see a little smile on her face. You know, it's uh, it puts things in perspective. You know, it's uh, it's fun to see, and you know, it's definitely a challenge. There's a lot going on, but it's uh, it's been awesome. It's been fun, and uh, you know, looking forward to it. Are you going to be Mr. Mom this off season? <laughs> I think my wife will tell you I am. So, uh, but no, it's uh, I'll be around as much as I can. You know, right now it's tough with how much we're gone on my wife. So, I'll be doing as much as I can during the off season. You've got the possibility of a Bulldogs national championship as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be fun to see them. You know, hopefully they can pull off a, a big win against Oklahoma and then get back to Atlanta and try and win the whole thing in Atlanta and Georgia. So it'll be a uh, be fun game to go to. So. Uh, yeah, I'm really pulling for him, and to uh, be able to go to that game would be awesome. I haven't asked you about it, but didn't you, like, private jet down to the SEC championship game on A.J. Uh, Green's dollar? Uh, yeah, we uh, we all kind of chipped in a little bit, but A.J. took care of uh, a good bit of it. You know, A.J. Uh, set everything up, too. So it's been uh, – it was a fun game to go to to uh, see them for the first time this year, um, you know, especially some of the other Georgia guys on the team. It was uh, it was a cool experience. A.J. can afford paying the lion's share. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's doing all right, so – Hey, congratulations on really a remarkable job last week and moving out to left tackle. Best of luck against the Ravens. Thank you. All right, Lap, let's talk about this offensive line a little bit. Yes. Going into next year, let's go position by position. Mm -hmm. Left tackle, Cedric Obwehi versus a draft pick. What do you think? I think if it's a, uh, if it's a top 10 draft pick, I think it's, it's wide open. I, I don't think Cedric Obwehi has played well enough to, to own that position um, against any draft pick. I think it's – if I were the line coach, it would be open season. Best man wins. Left guard, Clint Bowling. Yeah, I mean, I think Clint is, is definitely, you know, got the got the, the upper hand. But watching those two young guys, I think it's going to be a competition. I think they're going to – With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I really do believe that um, those guys 
I think they're going to show it again. I think they've shown that they've got enough power in the National Football League. And again, coming back for their second season from year one to year two is when you make your biggest strides. I do think Clint Bowling, though, is super valuable because he can play anywhere. Play center, either guard, either tackle. So Clint Bowling is definitely a big factor in your offensive line. At center, Russell Bodine's rookie contract runs out at the end of this year. Yeah, and if they decide not to not to uh, make another contract offer to Russell Bodine, that's going to be very interesting. Would it be Trey Hopkins? I think he could play center. I think Clint Bowling could, be, could play some center. And if that's the case, um, if one of them goes into center, that, that, that opens up one of the guard positions for Alex Redman or Christian Westerman. But I honestly think that Westerman play guard, and I think Alex Redman is a tackle. I, I, I think he could play guard or tackle. I think he could play either guard or right tackle. Um, I'm not sure about center. I think it's a little early in his career for him to take on the responsibilities uh, of, of, of center, making all the calls and everything that goes along with that. But I, I could see that guy being a beast at right tackle potentially. I would let him compete at both uh, guard and tackle. Trey Hopkins playing right guard right now. You see him either at guard or center? I do. In the starting lineup in all likelihood? Yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's earned the right to be the, the initial guy. Um, you know, you have to line up somebody to start start training camp. But honestly, in my mind, there's nobody on this offensive line that's locked up a job. If I'm a new line coach coming in, that's why these guys have to realize that these last few games, it's audition time. I mean, you're, you're putting uh, your resume together. And the new offensive line coach is going to be studying that stuff frame by frame. And until he, it, it, if there is a new offensive line coach, which it sounds like there will be, um, whoever that is, is going to be, until he gets his hands on them out in the football field and see what they're like and see how they fit into what he wants to do schematically and technique-wise, it's, it's wide open. I, if, if I'm a lineman on this group that finishes this season and this entire coaching staff uh, turns over, I come ready to battle because if you had been a starter, you have to re-win your position. If you had not been a starter, it's a chance to be a starter. If you'd been deactive, it's a chance to get activated. I mean, everything's wide open, and that's the way it should be. Competition breeds excellence performance. We assume Jake Fisher will be back uh, in the mix for right tackle, I assume. Could he be moved to guard? It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I think that uh, the, one thing that the one thing that a lot of these players have is the athletic ability to be versatile. You know, they're not pigeonholed and stuck into one spot. And not only the athletic ability, but the mental capacity, you know, to do it. Uh, some guys can't. Some guys just, you know, brain cramp and lock up about it. Others are able to handle it. So, um, again, I, I think that line coaches around the league, if they look at the guys in this group, I think that they feel like, hey, how many offensive lines, Dan, after the, after the game was over did we say, Three of those guys were col- or two of them were college free agents. One of them came into the league as a free agent, and you know one of them's a fourth round pick and one's a second round pick. And look at how they played. So, I, I I think that there's plenty to work with here in this offensive line. And if you add a few few more components, you may have to shuffle them around a little bit. You might have to move guys into different positions depending on what you're looking for um, as an offensive line coach. But uh, I, I I think I think that. Tony Sperano, for example, or Mike Munchak would come in here and, and say, 
There's enough to work with here. I can get this done. This is our last episode of the Bengals Game Plan Show presented by Bud Light. You've got one more episode of the Bengals Line Show presented by Bud Light. It'll be coming up next Tuesday since Monday is January 1st. Final show of the year will be on Tuesday, January 2nd with you and Lance McAllister. The Holy Grail Banks from 6 to 9, and you've got some good guests lined up. I do. Uh, Giovanni Bernard will be joining us as well as Kevin Huber. And uh, Kevin Huber, Dan, has had a Pro Bowl-type season for sure. You look at Kevin's got 32 uh, punts inside the 20-yard line, second best in the NFL. The only one that's got more is this week's opponent. Uh, Sam Cook has 37, 37 inside the 20. He's plus 34. He's number one in the NFL. And Kevin's plus 29. They both have three touchbacks. So Kevin's third in the NFL, and Cook is first in the NFL in um, – uh, inside the 20 as opposed to touchback ratio. So it'll be interesting to get Kevin's perspective on the season. Uh, he's eighth in the NFL in punting average at 47 yards per. He's had a very good season for sure. And he has never averaged 47 yards per punt in his NFL career, and his Pro Bowl year was 46.8. So at age 32 in his ninth NFL season, he's got the best, least gross punting average of his NFL career. Yeah, and, and I think um, – you know, in, in last week's game, he had the leading punter in the NFL and directionally punted away from him. He had the leading punter in the NFL and directionally punted away from him. Didn't boom long yardage numbers, but he was very stingy in terms of letting him return anything. Uh, he just, he basically, you know, his, his average basically was his net. They were, they were pretty much identical. And I think he had two inside the 20 and no touchbacks, which, uh, which was a big factor in the football game. All right, coming up, it's obviously been a rough season, but there have been bright spots. Marvin Lewis discusses one of the brightest next. This is the Bengals Game Plan Show presented by Bud Light here on the First Star Logistics Bengals Radio Network. In boom. Remember, if the Bengals defense records two sacks in one game, you save $6 on Mike's Ultimate Wash the next day. Well, they got two sacks in the final two snaps of the, of, the, uh, of the game against the Detroit Lions, basically, when um, you had Chris Smith get his sack and Carlos Dunlap, wasn't it? I think it was. Chris Smith. Dunlap no. and Lawson. Lawson. Last two Carl Lawson get his sack. You get up to eight and a half. Yep, and Dunlap get his sack. So the next day you save $6 on Mike's Ultimate Wash, and that was Christmas Day. Hopefully there were some folks lined up to get their cars washed by Santa Claus at Mike's Car Wash. Only at Mike's Car Wash, the official car wash of the Cincinnati Bengals. Mike's will also donate a dollar off the purchase uh, of, of that purchase to the Marvin Lewis Community Fund. So far, $31,882 raised by the Marvin Lewis Community Fund. How about that? Congratulations to the fans of the Cincinnati Bengals for the clean cars and the money donated to the Marvin Lewis Community Fund, which does so much for education on so many levels in the greatest Cincinnati community and and, Dan, that's another thing. We talked about it before, but what they've done, the Marvin Lewis Community Fund has done here for well over a decade is phenomenal. Nothing short of phenomenal. And uh, I think that's going to be one of Marvin's biggest legacies. I really do. I agree with you 100%. At this time last year, Giovanni Bernard had already started rehab. He tore his ACL on November 20th of last year against Buffalo in the 10th game of the season. He was hard at work at this time last year in hopes of being ready for the start of the 2017 season. Well, obviously, he was ready for the start of the year, and he's having a good year. In fact, if you look at his statistics, his average yards per rush this year is 4.3, 406 yards and 95 carries. 
behind a line that has not had a lot of success blocking for everybody else. That is better than his career average of 4.2. Again, it's 4.3 this year. He's also had 371 yards on 37 receptions, an average of 10 yards per catch. His career average in that category is 9.2. Earlier this week, I asked Marvin Lewis if the return of Giovanni Bernard at 100% has been one of the biggest highlights of this season. It has been. I think his his hard work, his dedication, and you know, I think what people forget is Gio stayed in the game three plays after he tore his ACL. So, you know, what a tough person, and uh, just mentally tough, and over can overcome pain. And and obviously, when Joe Mixon went down early in the football game, uh, Gio got a little bit extended in this last game. Gio is in the first year of a three-year contract extension, so he's signed at a reasonable number for the next two years. You know, you've got him for that time period. You know, you've got Joe Mixon for that time period and one year beyond, at least. Uh, that's a, a pretty potent duo to have going forward. Great one-two punch. You know, as good as you can hope for. And uh, Gio, he, he, he bummed his ankle up a little bit. He, he left the football game. They were trying to tape his ankle. He doesn't want his ankles taped. He's never getting his never has gotten his ankles taped to play in, an, in a game, in, co- in college, high school, or pro football. So he... Recovered, went back out there, and just toughed it out. And he went limited in practice today with that ankle problem. So he's he's now getting treatment and getting ready. And there's no doubt in my mind that he will be out in the football field against the Baltimore Ravens, hopefully with Joe Mixon. And those guys will be giving that one-two punch to the uh, Baltimore Ravens behind an offensive line that came off the football as aggressively, uh, that will come off the football as aggressively as they did against the Detroit Lions. Did the Bengals stumble into a good third back in Brian Hill? I think uh, I like him, Dan. I, I mean, do too. I, I, I think he, he, I think he's smart. You know, we got a good taste of him on one of our Wednesday night shows over there on Beachmont Avenue at the at the Varsity uh, Sports Bar. Um, he was very impressive, and he really every lesson that was given to him by the Atlanta Falcons. Freeman and others down there in the backfield, he took and took to heart. I like the way he presses the line of scrimmage. He gets right up on his offensive lineman before he makes that cut. He doesn't just make it for the sake of making it. There has He runs with a reason and a purpose with everything he does. That uh, reception he had that he, he busted back to the middle of the field for big yards. That was their biggest play of the game last week, yeah, biggest, 34 yards. Yeah, biggest reception, biggest play overall. And, you know, he does that. C.J. Uzama finishes the drive with a one-yard touchdown reception. The very next kickoff, there he is with C.J. Hill and C.J. are covering that kickoff. So that's the way life is in the National Football League, particularly for the Bengals these days. And just goes to show what Darren Simmons has to deal with. You know, I mean, because of injury and the ripple effect and all that, he has so many, we've talked about it a myriad of times, he has so many offensive players covering kicks and playing special teams for him more than anybody in the league. All right, coming up. Terrell Suggs is 35 years old and still among the best pass rushers in the NFL. We'll hear from his coach next. You are listening to the Bengals Game Plan Show presented by Bud Light. We're inside the Envision Cinemas Bar and Grill broadcast studio here on the First Star Logistics Bengals Radio Network. Lapping the bald man back on the Bengals Game Plan Show presented by Bud Light. Time for our last version of the last lap for this season. And since the Bengals aren't going to the playoffs, we've decided to go anyway with Dave Lapham's top five individual playoff performances in Bengals history. We are going to go in chronological order. Okay. We start 
back when you were a player, the Freezer Bowl. Mm. The wind chill is minus 59, was it? Yes. Dan Fouts had a passer rating of 56.4 that day in the Bengals game against the San Diego Chargers. But your road roommate, Ken Anderson, had no problems with frigid weather. He was amazing. Uh, this is uh, January 10th of 1982. Kenny completes 64% of his passes in that weather. Two touchdowns, one to M.L. Harris, one to Don Bass, two to the tight ends. No interceptions. Fouts, one touchdown pass, two interceptions. The late great Bobby Kemp had one, and Lewis Breeden had one. We beat the Chargers 27-7. to Kenny was remarkable handling the weather. Batavia, Illinois, I think, helped him deal with that a little bit. But uh, honorable mention, Jim Breach kicking that rock. It was literally like kicking a rock. His, his foot was so bruised after that freeze bowl, had to be painful every time he kicked the football. Kenny's passer rating in the Freezer Bowl, over 115. Unreal. On to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 16 against the San Francisco 49ers. The game didn't turn out as you or we had hoped. But it wasn't Dan Ross's fault. No question. Super Bowl 16 on January 24th of 82. We lose to the 49ers 26-21. But Dan Ross, 11 catches, was a record for a long time, 104 yards and two touchdown receptions. Chris Collinsworth, by the way, had five catches for 107. People forget that because he didn't, had less than half the catches, but he did have 107 yards of 49-yard long. Kenny Anderson, 25 of 34, 300 yards, two touchdown passes to Danny, but he threw two interceptions, one to Hicks, one to Wright. We lose the game. All right, let's fast forward to 1988, the Bengals' second Super Bowl season. We go to the AFC Championship game. Boomer Esiason dealing with a sore shoulder, so he wasn't able to air it out right. as well as he uh, normally would. But he didn't have to, thanks to a rookie out of UNLV. Icky Woods. This is January 8th of 89 against the Buffalo Bills. 21-10 win. Icky goes 29 carries, 102 yards, and he was shuffling a couple of times because he rushed for a couple of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So the Icky shuffle was alive and well in that AFC Championship game. That was a very good Buffalo Bills football team, too, believe me. Boomer Esiason's passer rating in the AFC Championship uh, game that that year, moving on to the Super Bowl for the second time in franchise history, 44.6. Sometimes it's the guys around you. No question. He was, he was hurting. You're right, Dan. His shoulder couldn't throw it in the AFC Championship game, was limited in the Super Bowl as well. Uh, that's why losing Stanford Jennings was a big blow. I mean, uh, Stanley Stanley Wilson Wilson was such a big blow. All right. Great postseason performance. Number four comes from Super Bowl 23. Jim Breach on January 22nd of 89. uh, Bengals lose 2016 to the 49ers. The only touchdown of the game for the Bengals was Stanford Jennings going 93 yards with the kickoff return. Jim Breach kicked three field goals that gave the Bengals a lead three different times in that football game. He had been voted as MVP of Super Bowl 23 until Joe Montana got the ball back and uh, scored the go-ahead touchdown with a mere 34 seconds on the clock. Uh, it was it's just a dagger to the heart. But uh, it, was, it was a heck of a football game, and special teams ruled the day. Again, a limited offense. Defense played well, even in, with Tim Crumrise's absence. But special teams were the big, big phase in that game. All right. We have not named a defensive player right. in the greatest postseason performances in Bengals history. There's got to be one. How about Vontez Burfecht, Dan? And, and this one, people are going to be like, what? 
January 9th, the 2016, the AFC wildcard game, lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers 18-16, but Vontez had six tackles in that game, an interception. He sacked Ben Roethlisberger, knocked him out of the game, and he forced a fumble as well. So, I mean, Vontez perfect was – that was going to be the defensive performance of, of the fran- – in franchise history, the best ever. And then, of course, the, inter- the unnecessary roughness penalty on Antonio Brown and followed up by Adam Jones's penalty and, and allowed a 16-15 lead to evaporate into an 18-16 loss with a made field goal by the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, that game lives in infamy, but Vontez perfect had phew, just an unbelievable performance – until that penalty. If not for the Jeremy Hill fumble, yeah. the penalty would have never happened. Absolutely. And Vontez Perfect would have been known coast to coast that night for a remarkable defensive performance. He would have danced off that field as, you're right, as one of the defensive juggernaut players in the league for sure. It's funny how things change with one pigskin that slips out of somebody's hands. No doubt. I mean, it's a, it's a very... Marvin gets his playoff win. Vontez Perfect is hailed as the defensive hero. He's toasted. I mean, everybody's to- lifting one to Vontez Perfect. It's, it is. That's, uh, that's the crazy part of the game. That's, the, that's life in the National Football League for sure. All right, we are just about out of time tonight. We've got the Bengals Pep Rally Show presented by Miller Lite coming up on Friday at the Oakley location, the new Oakley location of Buffalo Wings and Rings. And I'm uh, excited to see what that's, that looks like. Uh, the, the, those places are phenomenal, as we know, Dan. And Friday's a little uh, time for football, family, fun, food. food. It's a lot of good, uh, a lot of good times. Fellowship. There. Fellowship. And Trey Hopkins will be one fine guest. There's no question about that. <laughs> We've added another F. To the list. Yes. All right. It's the Bengals and Ravens this Sunday at M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore. The Bengals trying to finish the, re- the season with a record of 7-9 and nine and knock their division rival, the Baltimore Ravens, out of the playoffs nice. and end the season with a win over Baltimore for the third consecutive year. Last two times we're at Paul Brown Stadium. We'll see if they can do it on the road this time around. That's going to do it for our show tonight. For Lap and for our producer, Aaron Luby, I'm Dan Horde. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to the Bengals Game Plan Show presented by Bud Light here on the First Star Logistics Bengals Radio Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.